You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. We have survived 2020. It looks like we're going to have to work at it if we're going to survive 2021. Hi, I'm Randy Renner. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. This is yet another edition. They haven't pulled us off yet. Of scatter shooting, <laughs> where we talk about anything and everything worldly and not of this world. All righty. Uh, it's a big day uh, today, mm-hmm. this uh, Wednesday hump day, the first hump day of 2021. There's a lot going on in Washington, D.C. And uh, as we do this uh, program uh, today, uh, a little after, what is it, about 1.30 in the, uh, not quite 1.30 in the afternoon, I got a, a message a few moments ago that uh, an, an old friend of mine, uh, Alex Cameron from Channel 9, uh, said that, uh, you know, he's in Washington, D.C. and has been, uh, you know, for a while, hmm. uh, said that uh, he is, he and uh, several people are in the Canon uh, office building there at the uh, Capitol, and that building is being evacuated uh, along now, it turns out, with the Library of Congress, and uh, Fox News is saying it's because of suspicious packages. Now, more than likely, that's going to turn out to be, you know, somebody that accidentally left their briefcase. But with the uh, with what's going on, you cannot be too careful. So things are happening. There's also a debate on the House and Senate floor about uh, certifying the election results and uh, the vice president has already uh, sent a letter to Congress uh, and as it's come out in the media that he is not uh, going to do what the president would like him uh, to do and send things back to the states, you know, for these states that are being, that people think shenanigans uh, happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pence is saying that uh, he believes that constitutionally, he does not have the authority to do that. And as I believe he's right, I, I believe he's right too. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm far from a constitutional expert, but it's really, it's pretty clear in the wording, mm-hmm. you know, what the role of the vice president of the United States, when he is serving as president of the Senate, what his role is. And it is extremely limited. Right. And, um, so, you know, he says, so basically what's going on up there in Washington, D.C. is uh, is something for show, basically, uh, because they're at this point, there's really no way forward for President Trump. And uh, do not I constitutionally be- not com- <laughs> right, not constitutionally. And I mean, you know, there are a lot of his supporters there on the Capitol. And we understand that. Uh, the Capitol Police have reinforced their positions. There have been people who've tried to get past them and storm the Capitol building, if, if you will, and who knows what uh, might happen uh, in that situation. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's a mess. Do I do I believe right now? And I think I think you have the same belief that I do. That yes, there were shenanigans in, especially in. So certain states, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin you know, among others, uh, where mm-hmm. uh, things happened that should not have happened. 
mm-hmm. quite frankly. And I've heard all kinds of things about here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened. As far as being able to see actual pieces of actual evidence, I really haven't seen much of that. Mm-mm. I've seen a lot of photos and videos of things that really make me question what went on. You know, the infamous, we're shutting down the vote counting and they're pulling out suitcases or boxes of ballots from underneath tables in Philadelphia, I believe, where that was. Uh, and uh, and even, you know, in this Senate runoff election, uh, you know, there were people in charge of, of uh, the vote counting who were putting up barriers and covering up windows mm-hmm. so people couldn't see what was going on. And my thinking is, if if you're doing everything the right way, yeah, why are you blocking people's views of what you're doing? Right. And that, to me, makes no sense. I mean, if you're following the letter of the law and doing this way, you're supposed to be doing it. And you're supposed to also be letting in, allowing, uh, you know, these uh, watchers to come in and make sure that you're doing it correctly. Well, again, there were instances of where, you know, some of these people were not allowed in and then they were putting up barriers. And I'm like, I mean, what, what does that tell you? When you just look at that, I mean, I, any sane person would say, well, they're trying to do something cheating. Well, yeah, that's just. I mean, what what else, what other point is there? What other yeah. reason could there be, and unless you're trying to violate the law? Well, and if and if there is another reason that's logical, you're giving it at the time. We're not letting you in because you're just saying that, but that doesn't happen either. So yeah, I I think it's it's evident that's the case. But I think it's the bigger picture thing. I, I'm curious about because as as I said before, there's no constitutional pathway as we sit here for Trump to enter into a second term, but it really brings about the discussion on things like revolution that's been coming up and like how this all happened and how we got our independence. And basically you have this massive divide. And, and I think about this term, the three percenter, and I want to get your take on this, right? So historically the three percenter is basically 3% of this colony um, was all it took to rise up against the uh, empire of Great Britain to uh, win our freedom. And my question to you is this. Do you think it would take more than 3% in today's day for that to happen? Well, I, th- I think I, I think Some it probably would. Uh, but I remember, it's a, it's a much different situation. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, as the colonies were populated, you know, these were all uh, people who, at least in the beginning, were loyal to the crown. Right. And uh, then, you know, things got a little bit sideways with uh, the king wanting to, uh, you know, tax the people more than what they believed they should have been taxed, especially since they had no representation Mm -hmm. in parliament. And there were various other things. And as the movement went along, they began to identify more uh, as not being a part of the empire anymore. And they wanted to form their own country. Well, we already have our own country. We're all Americans, whether we're Republicans or Democrats. Well, except for all the illegal aliens, they're whatever. But uh, 
They're just having a party. They're just having a party. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, I, I, I think that it would take more than that. Although we've certainly seen people in various parts of the country that represent a fairly small minority cause all kinds of right. havoc. Yeah. Which is something you don't want to see. And that's something, quite frankly, I'm concerned about as we move forward through today and through the coming days of what's going to be going on in Washington, D.C. with all of the Trump supporters who are up there and some of the things that we've heard here in the beginning that things are starting to get come off the rails a little bit. And you really don't want to see that because, you know, we haven't really seen much of that. It's mostly all been peace, truly actual, real peaceful protests, not what the media call peaceful protests in places like Portland and Seattle, where mm-hmm. they're tearing things up and burning things down and killing people. Uh, but I'm concerned that things could go that way. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you just, you just hate to see that because I think as a country and as the people of this country, we should be better than that. And there is a, there, there, there are ways to do things. You don't always win, but there are legal ways to get things done. And, you know, last night when it looked like the two Democrats were going to, and I, you know, I, it looks like one of them has for sure won. And I think it, last time I checked, David Perdue, although he was trailing, the, that race had not been called. But it certainly looks like they're both going to win. Mm-hmm. And last night I didn't sleep very well because I was thinking, this is the end of the world as we know it, or at least the end of America. <laughs> well, that's fair. No, I mean, it. I think it's fair. And then as, uh, know it, as the as the day went on, I was thinking, well, you know, maybe this is something that we actually needed because there are problems with the Republican Party. You know, there are a lot of, you know, these, these people who are, you know, and most people would call them rhinos where they're so entrenched in the swamp the establishment the establishment um and i think that sort of situation needs to change i i think they you know a lot of times some some of these guys up there with the republicans just kind of go along to get along they're spineless in uh, a lot of uh, areas and this is something that that maybe will cause some changes there are a lot of people out there who are thinking that we that there needs to be another party formed one that and i realize we have multiple parties here in the united states but it's rare Mm -hmm. that we have seen a third party actually come in and certainly win an election but uh, even change an election probably the biggest one i can think of is uh you know between bill clinton george hw bush and ross perot right because Ross Perot got tremendous support and, you know, most of the people that voted for Ross Perot probably would have voted for HW had Perot not been there. Right. Uh, but we, I, you know, and, and that may be the direction that we're, that we're moving toward, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, and, and I think that's the, this is the weird part to me because you have, Obviously, we had record voting mm-hmm. <laughs> this last round, and by leaps and bounds, record voting. Right. right? I mean, both presidential right. candidates received more votes than any other candidate in the history of the presidential race. You know, I think in the in in Georgia for the Senate runoff, 
I saw a number where, you know, they were talking about turnout among black voters in Georgia for this was something along the lines of 95%. Yeah. Which is like, whoa. Right. If that's true. I mean, you know, another. I mean, generally some, less than 50%. There could be some playing around well, with, with and, those and, numbers. Yeah. But you have to, if that's true, I mean, 95% is almost, yeah. well, really, it, it is unbelievable. Right. Uh, well, I mean, it legitimately is. I mean, if you think about it from the standpoint of, uh, you know, I, well, in, in, in that situation, too, I mean, I feel like this is a foregone conclusion. If you have anybody who was a Trump supporter who also believed the election was had lots of fraud a part of it, at the very least, if you feel like the election could have been, gone a different way if things were legitimized, then it, you've lost your your hope. So why even vote? I mean, this is what happens to them, right? They've said like, and and you have the the folks that have been representing Trump, uh, some of the attorneys that aren't his specific attorneys, but definitely on his side of the thing, just saying that outright, don't vote. What's the point? Yeah, and, and I saw some of that, and you know, with President Trump has been pounding that drum for well, not forever, but for, mm-hmm. you know, since the uh, since uh, the election in November. And when he was in Georgia, you know, the other day, he, you know, said it again, that the election had been stolen and all like that. Well, if if you have a brain mm-hmm. and you're thinking, well, you know, if, the, if, 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 if you believe that the election was stolen by the Democrats and you're thinking, you know, if, if they could do that in several states— with what's going to keep them from doing that in Georgia and where they could focus their efforts. While a lot of people's attention is diverted to Trump's efforts to gain right, right. Or whatever. But you know, you're not having to divide your attention between Pennsylvania and Michigan and Arizona and you know, wherever you can focus on Georgia. And the other day, you know, I I guess the total, you know, some of the uh, money uh, amounts still coming in, but the last number I uh, saw and heard uh, was, I believe, yesterday morning, yesterday around noon, where people had spent in Georgia campaigning for all four candidates mm-hmm. $500 million. Right. $500 million. Mm. That is an extraordinary right. amount of money. You know who was probably who were probably the happiest uh, people in all of yes. the state of Georgia. Yes. People who own newspapers yes. and television stations and oh radio my. stations. Because guess how much money they got collectively? $500 million. <laughs> Basically. More or less. Yeah, more or less. I mean, there's, you know, probably, you know, somebody that, you know, that went to some, you know, certain other area, but Production. But, but yeah, yeah. But <laughs> right. pretty much, yeah. People own newspapers, yeah. radio stations, and television stations. Well, really, because, you know, the people have been down there for, you know, they're saying, you know, those were, somebody was saying uh, uh, yesterday, I, I guess it was, you know, I was uh, was watching uh, Fox and one of their people said, you know, really, I, I bet, uh, you know, people who, who live here can't wait for this to be over right? so they can start seeing ads for things like cars and beer and uh, restaurant, you know, whatever, because basically that's all that's been on television and radio were ads for 
you know, the, uh, the four Senate candidates. Right. I mean, and with you're spending $500 million, I mean, yeah. Well, and I think the thing is, I mean, dude, this, we've never, again, I don't think since the uh, Civil War, we've never been more divided as a nation. Uh, maybe we're more divided as a nation than we were during the Civil War, and it's just a different You know, that, that, that very well may be the case because, I mean, you know, really, you know, what, what, you know whether you're looking at vote, totals or just the feelings of americans i mean you know it's split pretty much oh, in yeah. half exactly and and so it's not even like there's a lot of people caught up in it i mean it's legitimately split in half and <laughs> dude that's a this is kind of the thing that has to be dealt with you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying i got away from the mic so so I, you know i look at that and i'm and i'm thinking to myself okay so if you are if you are in the camp We'll call them conservatives versus liberals, although that's a terrible explanation. But if you're on the conservative side of this, you're scared to death of the possibility that liberals would have complete and total control, uh, meaning all three branches or all right. three members, the, the Congress or the reps, senates, you know what I'm saying. Yes, and, and House of Representatives, branch. Senate, and the White House. Because they could get the judicial branch with those other two if they wanted it. Um, right. So with that said... If you're a Dem, if you're on the left, if you're a liberal, <laughs> one of those three descriptions maybe, you are, your mouth is watering right, right now. Right. And so uh, and everybody's invested. They, It's like, we've got yes, to do this. Yes. Now, the only thing that could stand in the way, I mean, there are, there are some Democrats left Moderates. in the Senate who have already said mm-hmm. they don't like where this is headed. Joe Manchin, one of them, senator from West Virginia, who has said he is not in favor of packing the Supreme Court. He is not in favor of making Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico states. Mm-hmm. He is not in favor of the Green New Deal. And why would he be? He's in West Virginia. There are coal mines in West right. Virginia. Uh, and so he could... Because even if uh, uh, both Democrat candidates, it looks like one definitely is winning and the other one probably will, even if they both win, the Senate is split 50-50. Right. And then Kamala Harris the tiebreaker. would be the tiebreaker as vice president, as president of, vice president of the United States, as mm-hmm. president of the Senate. But, Obviously, all it would take is one Democrat right. breaking ranks to vote against something. And, it and would only Joe take... Manchin could be that guy. Right. And there are a, a handful of other Democrats who might do that as well. But the problem is it upon... would also only take one Republican doing right. the same it, thing. It would all be... Correct. It and that take, now is I, far more likely to me. Well, I, you know, and I say I, that because of the establishment and the rhinos. I mean, it, you got to think to yourself, okay, Nancy Pelosi still managed to maintain her role as Speaker of the House. Amazingly, she did. Right. Uh, you don't think they can twist the arm well, of the Dems? I well, I, I mean, you know, they I, obviously they're gonna try, but. On the Republican side, Romney, now, you know, Romney will flip you like have, that. Well, you know, you have guys <laughs> like, yes, you have guys like Mitt Romney, but if, you know, and, and they have to know 
that if if it goes the other way, where one Republican, if Joe Manchin decides, hey, I don't want this, I mean, really logically, in my mind, why would a Republican senator flip and decide, you know what, packing the court full of Democrats, that's a great idea. I'll tell you why. Why would I? Why would they flip and say, you know what, making Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico states, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, because to me, uh, with Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico states, mm-hmm. you're, the Republicans are probably never winning, certainly the Senate, back mm-hmm. again. That's because why, both right. senators from Washington and Puerto Rico would be Democrats. But here's why. If you're and, in it to win it. If you don't give, well, that's if you what I'm saying. If well, you're no. a Republican and you're in it to win it, you can't vote for yeah, that. Yeah, but you know what's amazing about our system? All you got to do is flip. I mean, think about any any moderate, we'll call it a moderate, or even left of center um, Republican, and you've got to consider any any Republican who is from a blue state. Uh, to me, they're at least a candidate for this role because they have to be thinking my days are numbered, but what if I flip sides? Cause they don't have, listen, if politicians had conviction and a backbone, we wouldn't be here. So I'm not really thinking to myself for a second. So you're saying you're, you're saying you believe that there could be somebody on the Republican side who would not continue to be a Republican, but would actually yes. join the Democrat party. They, wow, okay. The, and what well, I, mean by, I, could, I could believe that more well, than right. if, somebody who's actually a Republican would, because, you know, that's a no, you, you're, that's right, a you're, no win exactly. situation. But if you make that change, you've just, you've potentially, if you do it right, and your advisors are the ones telling you to do it, if you do it right, you've maybe prolonged your career maybe. for another 12 years. Maybe. Or maybe. It depends on the state. It you does, know, right. and and some like Georgia, Georgia. That would until not be the now, case there. <laughs> Georgia was a reliable red state, and why is it and different? It's now, because of Atlanta. It looks like not only you know there are people talking about you know well geez it looks like it's gone purple. Well, actually, it may be more blue than purple. Oh, it's absolutely. Uh, you know when you've uh, voted for Joe Biden for president and uh, two Democrats for your senators. I mean, it doesn't get much more blue than that, at least nationally. Now, locally, in their local elections, they're still pretty red. However, look what's happened in Georgia. You have a Republican governor, a Republican secretary of state. Those are the kind of guys I'm talking about. Who, you know, are not doing what you would typically think Republicans in those positions would do in this situation right and so they are they're registered republicans but they're certainly acting like democrats well and here's and this is why i think this is happening you you have both factions are divided into at least two groups if not more you have you know your republicans are divided into essentially centrists um centrist conservatives and rhino republicans who are all about establishment it's it's so challenging because on the you you really have three parties as i see it you have populists and that can go left or right it doesn't really matter it's just like what most people logically think because they're not idiots and then you have the establishment who is basically a hundred percent just for themselves it's like and that goes both ways. It goes both ways. That's Democrats, right. Yeah. And so that and I absolutely that's what Mitch McConnell's doing. He's just a flat out establishment guy. So it, the thing it's it's duality. You have to have McConnell 
So Pelosi has to have McConnell and McConnell has to have Pelosi and they will pull for each other to make sure they're there. So there's that whole mutually assured destruction deal. And so you, then you have the extremes of both those, the far right, and the far left. And the funny thing is, it's almost a 360. The far right can become pretty much anarchist. The far left, pretty much anarchist. And so they run into each other. They're passionate about different things, but their mindset, what got them there is the same. And you, so you have these three factions. The problem is... Just like what's happening now, it's the majority, meaning the working class, who are either snowed or ignored. Like there's some of them that are just low information voters, right? They just don't know Jack. They believe whatever they read last. And then the other group is very informed and they realize they're getting screwed over and nothing changes. Nothing they can do with it. Right. So that's why we're doomed. I mean... You can't you can't just get out of that. You, the only way to get out of that is for the establishment. The establishment. The problem is, <laughs> we're waking up to an establishment government. Like we're just now coming into this. Like you know, maybe these guys aren't really for us. I mean, I think Lindsey Graham to me is the most ex- obvious example because he's all about what's going to get him elected. The minute he gets reelected, he's back to being straight up establishment. And you're like, dude, you're supposed to represent conservatives but no you're representing yourself you just want to be there and there's the here's the here's the problem with this government system the only one who can change it have they have no motivation to change it right that's exactly right yes and you know you brought up nancy pelosi who i i mean you know uh just good lord but you know one thing i i assume you saw this mm. Uh, and I want to get your take on this. I maybe didn't because my wife has pretty much forbid news for the last couple of days. So really, well, I mean, did you I hear the, the end of the uh, of the when uh, Congress uh, opened the prayer? Yes. Did you see, hear the end of that? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Actually, ironically, my wife is the one that showed that one to me. Really? <laughs> yeah, because she was so, seeing all these memes and couldn't figure out why what was going on. And she yeah, researched yeah. it, and there yeah. it was. Well. I mean, number one, and and for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, the opening prayer of uh, Congress on, uh, I believe this was Sunday when they opened up their session, actually, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he was a a Democrat uh, congressperson from Missouri. And uh, he, you know, said the prayer, and then at the end he said, amen, and a woman. And when I first saw it, I was like, what (laughs) yeah and uh there and and on sunday there was talk that there would be a push in the house of representatives where they were going to take away any mention of man woman husband wife mother father it would just be person sibling uh you know, a sibling, a relative, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. And then when they actually, when, when the house of representatives actually came to work on Monday, the first thing they did, you know, and here we are in multiple crises situations, mm-hmm. the first bill they passed, the first piece of legislation that they passed was that, was that any uh, 
anything formally done in the House of Representatives would take away any mention, any sort of sex identification. You know, you're not going to call male, female, him, her, he, she, mother, father, sister, brother, grandfather, (laughs) grandmother, (sighs) father-in-law, Right, mother, we take away all of that. So they passed that, and I'm like, really? This is the this is your top priority right now. This is the first thing you're gonna do is this BS. Well, then <laughs> today I'm listening to the debate that's going on in the House of Representatives. Yeah, of and course, it, and it just amazes me. There's been a long-standing, well. I guess not long-standing because women haven't been elected to Congress for all that long. Mm-hmm. But they have this tradition that when they call upon somebody, generally they don't say, you know, the chair recognizes Congressman, you know, uh, whomever mm-hmm. from uh, Missouri. They say the chair recognizes the uh, gentleman from Missouri or the chair recognizes the gentle lady or the gentle woman from Missouri. Mm-hmm. And so since they passed all this on Monday, you know, we're not going to do these identifiers. And I hear Nancy Pelosi go, uh, the, the chair recognizes the gentle lady from, so, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you people decided we weren't doing right. that anymore. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe well, it's since only when does Pelosi I, follow know, the know. rules they passed? When does that happen? I mean, come on. Here, here's the problem with all of this: the ignorance, the ignorance of what what we're talking about here. Uh, obviously, this is not just ridiculous; it's bendiculous again. It's not preposterous, <laughs> but I'm actually compostrous to this because see, this is the whole point: a man and a woman. That's as stupid as what I just did. Ridiculous, first of all, is R-I, not R-E. You don't ridiculous again. It's just ridiculous. It's its own word. Amen does not mean anything about a man. It means so be it. That is the translation. It's a uh, Hebrew. It's a, yes. Well, well no, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's a Greek. Maybe it's a Shebrew. Yeah, it's probably well, a Well, no, Shebrew. it can't be a Hebrew or a Shebrew. It would be... It brew. It brew. Yeah. This is the ridiculousness of it, though. I mean, it's not a man. It, I mean, well, and if you heard what he said, (laughs) which, you know, and some people remarked about this, he said, amen, and a woman. So he's already gotten mixed up there. Right. Because several people were saying, well, now wait a minute, it's amen. So shouldn't it be a a woman? Yeah, women. Or, you know, or it should be a man or a woman. Right. Yeah. Because it doesn't work because you're an idiot. You are a yes, profound you're an idiot. idiot. Exactly correct. Number one, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because amen, that's, that is not even the English language. It means, it doesn't mean, and you're just, you know, I'm like, okay, well, we've gone beyond the pale right. here. And if this is going to be the way the next two years are, oh. or maybe the next four, or maybe Eternal, on, it, yes, forever in this country, yes. I'm just like, really? You know, the only bright spot that I'm taking out of this <laughs> is that there's, looks like there's a, 
pretty good chance that here in the next month or so, I'll have a extra $2,000 to play yeah, with. Good luck. So here's the funny part of this. This is my bright spot. At least now there's far more anarchists being made. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Come on over. I mean, I'm not really an anarchist, but I mean... You lean that way on occasion. Yeah, I think so. And by anarchist, I mean we are human beings. We, by default, in my opinion, and I know a lot of people will disagree with this, but you know what? I let you into my home every day. I don't. You could decide that one day you can go nuts and shoot me with a gun, but I don't worry about that because I think, by and large, you're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like this right. is how many people? If you leave your car doors unlocked for 30 minutes at a Target. If everyone did that, most of them would not be stolen from. Most of them. Would some? Yeah. If that happened everywhere in the nation, yes, somebody would. But most would not. The percentage would be very low. And this is the thing about the, the idea of, of less government or self-government, which, by the way, is what this country is all about. We are the experiment in self-governance. And we have cast it aside for kingdoms. And here's the worst part. I would much rather have a king. One guy, that's it, that we got to deal with than to have an ever-rotating plurality of kings. So no matter who, if we got one on our side, we still got to get the other 400,000 of them on our side. And and my point in that is not to say that, that it's the better way. My point is to say that we didn't do anything but increase our problems. And True self-governance would be this, and it gets me back to that 3 percenter question. Self-governance rises up and says, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Whatever you want. And, and this, as I've, as I've stated before, um, that second sentence in the Declaration of Independence, that's how I live my life. So I don't really care what you do in Washington. I'm not going to yield. And if you want to die for that, I'm going to die for mine. If you want to die, if you're willing to put your life on the line to make sure I don't say he... Or she, you can do that. You can absolutely do that. And if that means you're going to come to my house to make me not say he or she, good luck. The he, she, please. Exactly. But if you walk into my house uninvited, you will lose your life. And the, and it's a real simple reality. Will I lose mine? Mm, yeah, probably. But at least two of you are going down. So if two of you want to lose your life, that's fine. Because <laughs> I'm going to be prepared for it. And this is the fundamental problem is that at some point the people have to say enough is enough. You guys are ridiculous. The problem is that so many of the population, so many people who are just living life, it doesn't affect their day-to-day. And until it affects their day-to-day, they don't care. The problem is it won't affect their day-to-day until it's way too late, way out of whack. Right. And and that's why I have no hope (laughs) for the country. Well, I don't... my personal life will be fine, but the country. I, uh, <laughs> I, I have the many of the same concerns that you have, uh, and especially last night. I was just like, I couldn't hardly sleep. I was just like, you know, this is how are we going to work our way out of this? And today I, I woke up, and as the day went along, I felt a little bit better about the situation because I'm thinking, okay, well, at worst, for the next two years anyway, it's going to be half and half in the Senate, 50-50, even though Kamala can, yeah. you know, but it makes it a little more difficult to jam 
certain things through Mm -hmm. because there are going to be. Now, your point, though, about I hadn't really thought about some Republicans switching parties to get some of this stuff done. And, you know, we'll cross that bridge if and when we get there. Mm -hmm. But I just believe right now that there will be at least one Democrat senator, and it may be Joe Manchin that saves the country. Or, you know, in some cases, more than one. Wouldn't it be something if he switched parties? Wouldn't it? (laughs) Well, you know, just today, a Georgia uh, black congressman, Democrat, switched parties Mm. and became a Republican. Mm. Just today, that happened. Uh, And if there there was going to be a senator flip party, I mean, there's been speculation about Joe Manchin. And some of these things that certainly could be brought up, you know, like the Green New Deal, the, uh, you know, some of the, you know, they're wanting to require, uh, you know, uh, no uh, gasoline powered cars and a lot of restrictions on the uh, energy industry, which, you know, in West Virginia, a lot of coal, that's, you know, a major part of coal country up Mm -hmm. there. Packing the court, statehood for Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. You know, Joe Manchin is on record as saying, I ain't doing that. Right. And uh, because he, you know, sees the the writing on the wall there. Mm-hmm. But Pelosi the other day, uh, you know, is already kind of setting the table for certainly Washington, D.C. becoming a state because she granted uh, uh, floor access to the mayor of Washington, D.C., mm. where I presumably, you know, that means the mayor of Washington, D.C. can come down and make a speech on the floor of the House of Representatives mm. talking about this, that, or the other. Now, doesn't statehood require the states to vote that in or or no? I mean, don't the states have to weigh in on that? As yes. Individual? So, it would, and I thought it was two-thirds of the states have to agree. Well, you're, yes, I believe that's right. Well, uh, you know what? Or is that the ratification of something, of uh, of uh, changes to the Constitution? No, yeah, I think that is. So there is a possibility that, I mean, there is, it wouldn't be, I'm just saying, yeah. to get it out of the Senate, uh, it may not be as easy as, you know, we first thought that it might be. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, there, there will be some people who, and... It also has to be voted on by the people in Washington, D.C. and or Puerto Rico. They have to approve, you know, hey, you know, do you want to be a state? Mm -hmm. You know, and some may say, the hell with that. Right. (laughs) We're fine the way we are. Uh, And then, yes, I yeah, I believe it does have, you know, there will be votes in states. Do do you want to accept? So because that may be a, a, a difficult road as well but i'm just saying i don't want to see it get that far mm-hmm. because uh to me that's that's a no that becomes a no win yeah situation. well I, look i mean okay so either the dims uh absolutely did everything they could do legal or illegal to make sure they won the way they won this year, in 2020. Yeah. 
If they did that, well, there's not they're not going to stop doing that. So here's the real no, reality. You're, you're absolutely right. They're not going to stop. So the reality then becomes uh, what you, what we said before. The Republicans are gone. They're, they won't exist. They may exist, well, but they will not. Because of the duality, they always need somebody to fight against, but they will always keep them at bay, and there will never be another Donald Trump. Um, when I say that, I mean, obviously not him, but another Although there outsider. Is, there is, even, even though he would be, I believe, 78 years old, 70, something like that. The 2024 run. And yes. I mean, there's been a lot of yeah. talk that he'll run again in But if they cheated. Right. It won't matter. And, and, if there's and, no and repercussions. Unless, unless there are changes made in the way elections are run in the United States, then more than likely there's not going to be a Republican elected right. president of the United States ever again. Exactly. And here, if, if, if certainly cheated. a Republican like Donald Trump. Right. They, well, and again, they may put a Republican in. I mean, Mitt Romney would be a great choice for them at this point in life. Well, by that time, four years from now, Mitt will probably be a Democrat. That's right. Uh, you know, he's already kind of, exactly. you know, back and forth. Well, you say back and forth. I mean, Donald Trump used to be a Democrat. I right. used to be a Democrat. My parents well, were Democrats. Everything has shifted. That's the thing. And this is why the, the problem is you can't use terms like Democrat and Republican, but you can't use terms like conservative and liberal anymore. I mean, even that, that used to be how we'd identify them back, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But you can't even do that because a true liberal is not even, I mean, if you think about what the far left is doing, there's nothing liberal about it or conservative. It's authoritarian. That's all it is. It's, it's mandate, edict, dictate. It's... This is what you're going to do. Right. Period. The, you know, a great example, the he, she garbage. How about just asking the, the country? Are you guys ready to get rid of pronouns? Like, is this something we should stop teaching in school? Because the rest of the country is going to be like, yeah, you guys are stupid. How did what? Ha! How did you ever get there? Well, they got there from lying, cheating, stealing, and compromise. The fact of the matter is you get somebody in there who does not compromise, who doesn't care. I'm just going to say it how it is. You get enough of those and we get some sanity. But we don't have that. Partly because people with sanity have figured out the dumbest thing they could ever do is run for public office. And and this gets back into serving. serving. I Honestly, here's the other problem. I'd run for public office. I'm not saying I'd be a good choice. I would absolutely go. But it takes more money than I have. And here's the worst part. When I put forth all this money and lose, I don't get my money back. So now it's only people who quest after power because the people who have money have power. So the people who want more power is ultimately who goes. Well, just look at, at, you know, Georgia, $500 million. Now, most of of that money, although Kelly Leffler is pretty well off, uh, but... You know, I mean, there were four people running, so that's uh, basically 125 million each. Right. Uh, Kelly Leffler might be the only one of those four who has 125 million that she can lay her hands on. Mm-hmm. You know, those others don't. No, right? nowhere near that. That's true. So a lot of that money is coming from not those people and for the most part not from the state of georgia either no it's from you know there's money coming from all over the country mostly the left coast or george soros or 
you know, whoever, whatever rich guy you want to name that's pumped, uh, you know, a lot of money uh, in there. And, you know, that's just, that's just where we are. And so I, my advice to really everybody, no matter what side you're on, is buckle up, baby. <laughs> and because uh, it is going to be a bumpy ride for the next at least two years. Mm-hmm. And well, <laughs> At least two years, I can agree with that statement. You know, and then we'll you know, be the, different. <laughs> the uh, the midterms will be in. You know, who knows? I mean, depending upon how this goes, the Republicans might. Uh, you know, it's a very close margin in the House, and obviously a very close margin in the Senate. So things could flip two years from now, and you know, Joe Biden or more than likely Kamala Harris then would have a difficult time getting uh, anything through. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be, you know, it is going to be a wild time in this country. I, you know, you just hope that things between now and then you just hope that things don't, uh, you know, don't really go totally off the rails at yeah. some point. If they I, I hope they do. I mean, it's, you know, at least then you wake up, there's some, uh, there's not, there's something new and exciting every day at that point, you know? I mean, new and exciting is better than old and depressing. Uh, Maybe. That uh, definitely, <laughs> that is definitely true. And, um, you know, apparently from some of what I'm seeing, uh, the uh, some of those protesters that were outside the uh, Capitol uh, have maybe broken through now. Oh. New and exciting. Uh, <laughs> and uh, are inside, perhaps. I see uh, Dan Rather, or you know, whatever you want to say about him. What we're witnessing in Washington is a very sad and dangerous day in America. The thugs will not win. Of course, I didn't hear Dan say this when Portland and Seattle were burning, but you know, whatever. <laughs> right. uh, they are losers, but there will be damage, and I pray not bloodshed. This is on Trump and all who abetted his authoritarianism. Um, <laughs> from a uh, Capitol Hill, uh, this is somebody else is tweeting this uh, out, uh, from a Hill staffer currently on lockdown inside the Longworth building, which is a building there adjacent to the Capitol where you know lawmakers' uh, offices are, where the, hmm, are the police? Hmm. honestly where the are the police i mean i don't know that i can say that word even on a podcast i'd rather you not i just have to edit it it has four letters i i will say that oh heck uh similar okay uh congressional staffers are being forced to figure out if are, this is from um another person on capitol hill uh congressional staffers are being forced to figure out emergency evacuation strategies and escape routes for members on their own with new commu- with no communication with the Capitol Police. Hmm. So things are... Uh, getting dicey. Things are getting dicey. Is this and, when the revolution uh, starts? <laughs> some, uh, well, maybe it's starting right now. Yeah. Uh, lawmakers uh, are being taken from the Capitol... Uh, after protesters have breached 
the uh, the building apparently. I thought that was a public building that the uh, general public uh, is admitted to because it's their building. Not really. Oh, okay. Uh, protesters have stormed the Capitol building and have made their way into the chambers of the House and wow. the Senate. Well, there it is. Uh, but yes. And uh, this is uh, Donald Trump's doing, right? Hmm. A source saying the Defense Department has just denied a request by D.C. officials to deploy the National Guard to the Capitol building. Oh, my gosh. Woo! Uh, I wish we were live. I could have gone live right now, and I should have gone live, but nobody listens. President Trump tweeting, Please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. Stay peaceful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things are, uh, uh, hmm. things are not going well up there. Did we get any kind of ballpark estimate as to how many people dis- attended this rally? Uh, I heard, uh, around, uh, 250, 300,000, something like that. So if, if, you know, some, I mean, you know, the Capitol police are a limited amount. I mean, even right. if you have... I mean, I don't know. You could Even have if you a just thousand have, of them. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be 100, 250 people per. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's going to be that. That is going to be problematic, and, and you hate to see what uh, you know is is going on up there right now. And I and you mentioned yes, the Capitol building is theoretically a public building, but uh, because of all the the uh, terrorism that that we've had, it is very. It's not nearly as public. Mm-hmm. as it used to be, you know, and, and neither is the White House. I mean, you know, you used to be able to, you know, go on public tours of, of the uh, White House, do all this kind of stuff, get fairly close uh, to the White House. Obviously, if you're on a tour, you're inside. But, mm-hmm. you know, just if you were, you know, out walking around, you know, you could get fairly close. And they keep backing that up. Because I've been in the White House. I remember doing the tour. I've been in the White House as well. And uh, you, you, I mean, those... You know, and I've I've been in the Capitol, mm-hmm. and uh, it's thrilling, really. You know, when you're in, you just kind of get overwhelmed by wow. You know, this is where everything happens. Mm-hmm. But it's very limited now because of you know the various situations that we're in, and, and even more limited now because of COVID. I don't believe they're. I don't think they're doing yeah, any of that think, yeah. uh, anymore. So, yes, technically it's a public building, but can you just walk up and go in there? No. You cannot. Yeah. And and quite frankly, the same thing basically is at the state capitol here in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. That's a public building also. And you used to have really pretty much unfettered access back in the day to the state capitol building. And you don't now. Mm-mm. And uh, it's pretty much the same with uh, with with most public buildings throughout the country you know you used to be able to walk in and you go into a courtroom in a courthouse and watch a trial or walk into the state cabinet you get walk into the governor's office and go hey i'd like an appointment to see you know who's he and what's he <laughs> can't do that anymore either mm-hmm. and uh you know the same thing in the u.s capitol and the white house used to be wide open you know way back in the day mm-hmm. you know you could go in and sit down and have an audience with the president. Just walk right on in. Mm. And, you know, though that was a long, long, long time ago. Right. And obviously none of that stuff happens now. But 
you know, you just hate to see. And that that's something that, yeah, yeah here is um, Trump supporters have stormed the Capitol building, forcing the evacuation of Congress and disrupting the electoral vote count. And, uh, you know, this is something that until now, Trump supporters have been really very well behaved. Mm -hmm. And it was the other side doing all of the damage. Mm -hmm. It looks like now, uh, because I, I mean, you know, if you've, you've stormed the gates and you're inside the Capitol, I mean, as, as optimistic a guy as I am, I have to believe there's things getting torn up inside there. Right. And that's, is something that should not be happening. Mm -hmm. And I, well, I, you know, I just, I, if you, if your elected officials, uh, seemingly support that kind of behavior, and uh, certainly there's you know, a lot of, a lot of the Democrats, you know, they have failed to yeah. say anything, certainly condemn and what some was of going them on. Supported right those movements and those right. things. So um, you know it's like anything else. There was a Texas um, Texas representative that put forth this idea, uh, a bill that said um, you can't shoot to try to get rid of their castle doctrine. You can't shoot an intruder if they come into your house. Your responsibility is to flee, and that it is your responsibility as the homeowner to make sure nobody gets hurt. And if they do, you're going to be held liable, right? So here's what I proposed. All right. You must abide by the same rules. They, she actually said, if they come in for your stuff, you need to give it to them. So I've decided, I think, you know, I'm not doing this myself, but I think people should just go do that. Let's test, test the waters on her. Let, let her be the test bed and see if it's cool. Because I'm pretty sure what happens is that when they come in, um, she's not going to just hand them what they want. And if she does, great. Good honor. Well, you know, you would prefer, I think... In that situation, with a home invasion situation and yeah. intruder, I think you would agree to give up some of your property. Yeah, at least one round. Minimum. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and I just had a feeling you would follow along oh, yeah. with my thoughts. Yeah. Yes, that you would at least, you would happily. Yeah. I'll give, give up, up at least one round. Yes. And and the funny thing is, you know, we've got the guard dogs here, as you're aware of. And uh, somebody asked me, are they, you know, are they gentle? I'm like, well, I mean, if I'm around, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're, you know, and it's an amazing thing. I will say this for any dog lovers out there who know this. It's I was shocked by how this is. But those dogs are so responsive instinctually. You know, if they if they sense I'm uneasy, they're they uneasy. become right. If I'm not around and they sense whoever is around is uneasy, they become uneasy. And so, um, and they, they know, they know who belongs here and who doesn't. And, uh, it doesn't matter who comes in for the first time. If they're a stranger, they're instantly on guard. Um, so with all that said, I have the dogs to be able to choose what weapon I'll be using to defend my house. If I didn't have the dogs, I wouldn't be so choosy. It'd be the one closest to me. Yes. So there you go. And I've got camera footage in my house. So anybody who wants to see it can, including law enforcement. I don't care. But I also don't think anybody's going to come break into my house because uh, I, they've got plenty of warning to not. Right. And I, and I, uh, I, I would think 
and you know, I mean, at this point, well, you know, at this point, um, it's hard to say what may or may not happen. I know. Uh, I know. We may wake up to a different America tomorrow. The um, Capitol Police uh, with uh, guns drawn inside the House chamber as uh, protesters wow. are uh, in there. Wow. So, uh, are you, are you uh, on Twitter on this? I'm on uh, Twitter, yeah. yes. Um, windows are being smashed uh, at the Capitol. Wow. You know, I I, I just, uh, it literally just kind of makes me sick to Shots see Shots fired. That's what I'm seeing right here. I'm with Capitol Police, and I heard on the radio, shots fired. So there it goes. Yeah. And you just... Oh, there's a picture. Um, it is... Um, this is something that should not be happening in the United States of America. I mean, I don't, I don't care. You know, and I condemn on this program, I certainly have condemned uh, what has uh, happened with protesters on the other side Mm -hmm. with what they've done. And now that it's happening with the, the side that I'm on, basically, it just makes me sick. Yeah. And people need to calm the heck down. Yeah. People need to come off the ledge and there's nothing legally that can be done uh, about what's, happened at at least at this stage i i certainly think that there needs to be investigations at the state level to Mm -hmm. find out what the heck went on in some of these places but you cannot come on people right but here's you cannot go up there start breaking windows start firing off rounds at the united states capitol building the assumption is that the rule of law is useful and effective and that therein lies the problem as you said there needs to be investigations will there be no Maybe some handful somewhere, maybe. But let me just tell you, that's a big maybe. And this is the problem. I'm not remotely condoning their actions. I'm explaining it. The explanation is you've lost confidence in the rule of law. Therefore, the rule of law does not exist. You don't believe it's a thing. You can't count on it because now it's not even about getting decided against you, right? It's not like you went to court and they heard the evidence and said, you're wrong. You went to court and they said, we're not going to hear you. Right. The same thing happened in the Bible. I'll tell you a brief story and then we'll close because we're almost out of time. Same thing happened with Absalom and King David. Absalom was was one of the sons of King David. And he was made, uh, basically the story that most people hear is how he took over the kingdom by winning over the hearts of the people. And that's absolutely true. But he did so because of an injustice that was done years before. And his, his sister was raped by uh, his probably half-brother, and uh, and David, King David, did nothing about it. And so a couple of years after the fact, Absalom went off and killed his brother that did the deed and was exiled. And long story short, when he got uh, reconnected with his dad, King David, when they there was forgiveness given, he was still a man that was frustrated with his dad who didn't have any justice. His dad didn't do what was right. He didn't do anything. And so he sat outside the gates, won the hearts of the people because they were coming to the king to, to have justice served. And he said, no, he's not going to do that. If he'd make me a judge, there'd be justice. And so he won the hearts of the people 
And the kingdom changed hands for a brief period of time. Um, according, worse. yeah, uh, the uh, uh, according to uh, reports, a uh, DC paramedic says one person has been shot in the Capitol and CPR in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, no word on, uh, you know, who that might be. Um, and then, uh, there's a photograph of, uh, mm-hmm. Capitol police, I guess, with guns drawn, trying to keep the doors and, uh, the windows and the doors leading to the house chamber been broken. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it just, and, uh, you know, I, uh, hmm. this is just, uh, and I, you know, Hey, I, I understand what you're saying and I'm as frustrated as anyone with, with what's going on, but this sort of thing, uh, well, it's my not, opinion, right. It's does not do anybody any good. It does right. not advance the cause of what people are trying to do. Right. No, I, I uh, well, uh, that's the thing you say. So, I, mean, I don't care how frustrated you are. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. My question then is what do you say to someone who says, okay, if I follow the rules, I lose. If I don't follow the rules, I lose. So what you're telling me is I lose. Like no matter what, I lose. That's, that's, so now it's an acceptance of I well, lose. Let's, well, I mean, let's look at it another way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're going to lose either way yeah and you're either going to lose and probably still be able to go home at night or you're going to lose and you're going to spend the rest of your life in federal prison because you've shot somebody right uh on the federal property you're going to go you're going to join terry nichols at supermax in colorado and if that's where you want to live the rest of your life even though you've been frustrated right I power to you, I guess, if that's going to be your decision. No, I hear you. That's but my argument would be nothing more than this is exactly how the revolution started. The men who decided to do it, they signed their own death warrants. When you sign the Declaration of Independence, you are a it's an act of treason. Right. And today we stand here grateful for that. Now I'm right. not saying that's what we're witnessing. I'm not saying that. I'm simply it may saying be what we're it may be. But here's the funny thing: we still may not be grateful for it. It may be what I'm getting at is that 200 years from now, people might be great. Maybe, but that's the whole deal is why I brought up the three percenter, because how many people does it take? I mean, this is way less than three percent right now at the capital of the nation. But the question then becomes what what does a person do when injustice continues and all legal channels are stifled again? The Supreme Court wouldn't hear the case in Texas. The you know you have all of these different shutdowns, and people just finally say, "Guys," and this is why I said we need a peaceful divorce. This right here is why. Do you think Trump supporters would be in D.C. right now if they were already drawing up on the table the way to separate the United States into two groups? I don't think they would be. Probably, probably not. And and you know who's. Uh, who's going to get the blame for most of this is President Trump. <laughs> of course he is. Because, you know, he's the one talking about, hey, coming to Washington, D.C. <laughs> he got the blame We're for hurricanes. All this. <laughs> I mean, and you don't I, think he's going to get the blame for this? Well, I, I mean, I know you no, do. But. I do absolutely think that, you know, and I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I just. Vernon Jones, is that the guy you're talking yes. about? Yeah. Yes. 
And um, he he really he really tweeted this a little too soon. <laughs> Vernon Jones says, "I'm joining the Republican Party five hours before." Um, we won't say the Republican Party, but we'll safely say probably the Republican Party storms the Capitol. Yikes! Should have waited a day, bro. Uh, it's a. Uh, it is it is really just an absolute mess. Well, well, you know what. I'd say it's about time to have a little more scotch and then book a flight to Tahiti <laughs> and uh, find a flight's canceled, buddy. Find a uh, nice uh, uh, Tahitian, hut. no, a, a <laughs> hut to live in and uh, just hang out there for however long you got left. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what goes on in this country, this studio will still be active. And we will well, still we record. Hope. Oh, no, no, no. I got all sorts. It may not be That's this studio, but we'll fortress, be. Fortress Griffin. Let me tell you, we've got redundancy, my friend. All right, brother. All right. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Scatter Shooting. I'm Randy Renner. And I am Jeremy Griffin. And we will be back with you. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise or nobody storms Fortress Griffin for another edition of Scatter Shooting. Find more podcasts at Stream Grace 